You're listening to the weekly Parsha podcast with Ari Goldwag, recorded with Hashem's never-ending assistance in 5781, 2020. This week's Parsha is Parsha's Hazinu, and we have Yom Kippur coming up, and I'd like to show you a thought connected to our Parsha and connected to Yom Kippur. At the beginning of our Parsha, we have the song, Hazinu HaShamayim Vadabera. Moshe Rabbeinu says, Listen, O heavens, and I will speak. And the land shall hear the words of my mouth. The heavens and the earth are called. The heavens and the earth. The very first pasuk in the Torah tells us that Hashem created the heavens and the earth. And these very heavens and the earth, the first characters in the story of the Torah, perhaps the most powerful characters, those that we say in Kohelis, King Solomon says, the earth shall last forever. Human beings, fleeting. As we say in the davening on Rosh Hashanah Kippur, we're like a tzel over, like a fleeting shadow. But the heavens and the earth, they stand forever, as far as man's experiences, you know. And Moshe Rabbeinu calls these witnesses, the witnesses of the heavens and the earth, now, what is the idea of this shir? What is the idea of this song? And how does it relate to Yom Kippur? Because we read this during the Aserah Shuvah, on Shabbos Shuvah. In the, the end of last week's parasha, it says, You are to write this song. Hazinu is the song. Teach it. Hashem says, teach it to Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu is to teach it to the Jewish people. Sima b'fim and place it in the mouth. This is this song is a testimony. This song shall testify about our relationship. One of the themes on Rosh Hashanah, one of the themes on Yom Kippur, but more specifically Rosh Hashanah is the concept of zichroinus. Zicher habris that Hashem remembers the covenant that He has with the Jewish people, the promise that no matter how far we go, no matter where we find ourselves. Hashem is committed to us, and therefore, the song reminds us that we are to be committed to Him. Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur is a time of rededication of our relationship to Hashem. He's our King, and it's a time of rededication when it comes to the idea of asking Him for forgiveness, because we want to be back in that relationship. We don't just want to be takers, we want to be givers. We want to be part of that story. So we're going to come back to these Pesukim, and I'd like to relate it specifically to a story in the Gemara and Yuma on Daf Lamed Ches. And it's a very interesting thing. The Gemara and Yuma is speaking about Yom Kippur, the Avoida of the Kayin Gadol Yom Kippur, the high priest, which we read about ourselves during Musaf, the only day in the entire year, 365 day year, one day, one man, went to that unique place, Lifnaiv Lifnim, inside. But there's a whole Avaida. He did all of the different aspects of the service in the base Hamikdash, the Kayin Gadol, the high priest. And very interestingly, we know, as the Mishnah tells us in Yuma, that the, the entrance, the entrance way into the base Hamikdash was called Shar Nikanor. Very interesting name, Shar Nikanor. It was a gate, two massive doors. If you wanted to get into the base Hamikdash, you had to go through those doors. You wanted to get into the Holy Temple. 
Doors of bronze. Shar Nicanor, the gate of Nicanor. Who is Nicanor? Why did he have why did he have the gate, the entranceway of the base Hamikdash named after him? And we're gonna see in the story. They changed all of the doors and all of the gates of the Beis Hamikdash at some point as the Jews became more and more rich to golden doors. But the gates, the door, the gate of Nicanor, the two doors were made out of bronze. They didn't change those bronze doors to, be, to become gold. The question is why? We need to understand this because Shar Nicanor, this is the way you walk into the Beis Hamikdash. This is the way you walk into your relationship with the Kodesh Baruch Hu. So we need to understand, why is it called Shar Nicanor? Who is Nicanor? Do you ever hear of Nicanor? Well, the Gemara is going to tell us a very interesting story about Nicanor. But before we read that story, I want to point out something. And this is very important to understand. I want you guys to think about it. As we're reading about Nicanor, try to understand this point. The Gemara tells us that, as the Psukim tells us in Acharemos, which we read also on Yom Kippur, part of the Avodah, Part of the service of the Kohen Gadol was that there were two Seirim, two goats, identical goats, twin goats. One of them was to come to be brought in the Beis Hamikdash as an offering to Hashem, and one was sent over a cliff, Lazazel. And when it was sent over the cliff, the red, the Tailas Shani, the red piece of scarlet wool, would change from red, miraculously, from red to white, representing the forgiveness that Hashem was going to give the Jewish people. Hashem was going to forgive Klal Yisrael. When did that happen? When they took that Seir HaMeshtaleach, that special goat, threw it over the cliff to its destruction, and it represented and carried upon it the sins of the Jewish people. Hashem forgave the Jewish people, but... What's interesting is, the Gemara says, the Mishnah say in Yuma, that they would take those two seirim, they would take those two goats, and they would stand them at the entrance of the base Hamikdash, the Shar Nicanor, right there. And they would take the lots, one of them said, one, one lot said on it, Lashem, for God, one lot said on it, Azazel, to be sent off to carry the sins of the Jewish people over the cliff. But it was at Shar Nicanor. It was at the entrance of the base of Mikdash, and I want to understand why. And I think that as we hear this amazing story about Nicanor, we hear the reason why it was called Shar Nicanor, we hear the story about these bronze doors, we're going to understand an amazing thing, an incredible depth, not only in how you get into a base of Mikdash, how you get into a relationship with Hashem, but how do you use Yom Kippur in the right way? How does one indeed walk into that relationship, because Yom Kippur is really about our relationship with Hashem. It says like this, Tan Rabbonin. Nikonor, I'm sorry, the Mishnah had said, Nikonor Nasu Nisim L'dal There was a miracle that happened with the doors that Nikonor, Nikonor, we're going to see what happened, what's the story with the doors. Tan Rabbonin, Ma Nisim Nasu L'dal What were the miracles that happened with the doors of Nikonor? That happened in the, the gate of Nicanor, those doors. Not in the gate, but we'll see getting to the gate. Nicanor went to Alexandria in Egypt, the capital of Egypt. It was obviously a place where there were great craftsmen. Nicanor brings other, other different things that 
there were great craftsmen that were brought from Alexandria in order to try to accomplish certain things with the Ketairas, other things in the base of Mikdash. He went to Alexandria to purchase these awesome doors. Doors that would be the entrance way doors of the Beis HaMikdash. Now he purchased the doors, these awesome bronze doors, these special bronze doors, the Gemara says later on, they were made out of a special purified bronze. So he brought them on a ship. An amazing thing happened. They got on the ship. The ship was traveling. It's not that far from Alexandria to the port in Yafov, but during that, during that trip, there was a terrible storm, and the ship was capsized. It looked like they were going to drown. They had no choice. The, the ship's too heavy. You have these heavy bronze doors. You got to throw them off the, off the ship, otherwise we're going to drown. So he took the first door, they threw it over the side of the ship. The, the, the storm raged on. It didn't stop. So the Gemara says they wanted to take the other door, the second door. They wanted to throw it into the sea as well. Nikanor, he was the Shliach. In order to get these doors for the Beis HaMikdash, Nikanor said, no. He tied himself to the door. He tied himself to the door. He said to them, if you're going to throw this door into the sea, you're going to throw me into the sea along with the door. Yigamar says an amazing thing. The moment that Nicanor said these words, the, st- the storm ended. It stopped as abruptly as it came. Nicanor, he felt terrible about the first door. Sorry, it wasn't Yafo, it was Akko. When he got to the port at Akko, so an amazing thing happened. This was the miracle. The door, the first door that they had thrown out into the sea, they thought it was gone? No. Somehow it was sticking up from underneath the, the boat. Miraculously, it had got caught onto the bottom of the boat. And it was saved. They were able to bring it in. Another explanation. That there was some kind of sea creature that swallowed it. And when they got to the land, spit it back out. And about this, King Solomon said, Brutim. Pasuk refers to the fact that the, the, the walls of the house, which is a reference to the Beis HaMikdash, King Solomon built the Beis HaMikdash. So, the Rihitenu, that which opens quickly and closes quickly, the, the Beis HaMikdash doors. So, Brutim, this is for Brutim, which the Gemara Dashans to mean, that there was some kind of covenant, Brisiam. There was a covenant that was signed with the sea, that the sea would not swallow up this door. Okay, that's the Gemara.
Lefichach says the Gemara, Lefichach kol ha-sha'arim sh'ayim emiknish nishtan al-yashazov. At some point, as we mentioned earlier, all of the doors of the Beis HaMikdash were changed to become gold. Chutz mishari nikanor, except for the doors in Nikanor Gate. Because miracles occurred with those doors. Now, here's something amazing. Here's something amazing. The Mephorshim ask, why did this happen? Why did Hashem send this terrible storm? So that the, the don't, don't give me a storm and don't give me a miracle. Why, why was it necessary for there to be a storm why was it necessary for one of the doors to be thrown off? And what's, what's going on here in this story? So Mephorshim say an amazing thing. They say that Hashem specifically wanted Nicanor representing Kal Yisrael. You want a door, a bronze door? A beautiful bronze door. This is the, this, this is the opening of the Beis HaMikdash. This is the way into it. You want this beautiful bronze door? You're gonna pay for it. You have to show Messiris Nefesh. You have to show your willingness to sacrifice everything in order to get that door to Eretz Yisrael. And to bring that door to be the opening of the Temple of God. So Nicanor, an amazing thing, the first door got thrown off. And Nicanor said, I will not Give up on the second door. And think about it. You just have one door now. What are you going to do on the other side? It's not even going to match. No. Nicanor says, I will not give up on this door. He got it. Hashem wanted his mysterious nefesh. And the, the Mephorshim explained. He was mitzdar about the first door. Why was he mitzdar? Not just that he lost the door. He was mitzdar. He felt bad. Because he hopped. He realized he could have had that mysterious nefesh and saved the first door too if he would have just tied himself to the first door and said, no, don't throw down the first door. If you throw down that door, you're throwing me with the door. And it would have ended the, it would have ended the, the storm. Now hear this, because this is unbelievable. What is it saying? What is the message of the story? What is it saying? It's saying that you want to know how to get in to the base Hamikdash, you want to know how to get into the temple? You want to know how to get into a, a relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu? There's only one way. There's only one way. Mesir Snefesh. You gotta, it's gotta be hard. It's gonna be hard. Shem's gonna test you. Shem's gonna say, do you really mean it? All, you're saying, you know, Ashamnu, Baganu, Gazalnu. Do you really mean it? Do you really feel bad? Have you taken some time to think about the things that you've done wrong this year? Do you want to change? Do you want a relationship with me? Are you willing to give up the things that you think you want to have some self-control, some self-sacrifice? And, and think about it. Shar Nicanor. This is the gate that goes, you will go into the base of English for all time, it's recorded in the Mishnah. This story is recorded in the Gemara. But it's always called Shar Nicanor. Always called Shar Nicanor. We don't forget Nicanor. Why? Because of his mysterious nefesh, the miracle occurred. Occurred. The fact that the door was still there underneath the boat proved so many things. It proved that his mysterious nefesh mattered. 
that his willingness to sacrifice it mattered. He saved the second door and he saved the first door because he cared. He felt bad that he didn't, didn't, he wasn't my Senefesh the first time. Another thing it showed was that you'd think by throwing away that door, it's gonna, it's gonna lighten the load of the boat. It was still attached to the boat. Miraculously, it was still attached to the boat. It didn't matter. You can't, with Ruchnius, you can't throw away Ruchnius because it will make your life easier or, 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 or you know, uh, I got to do other things. I have to be my finest, my family. I have, to, I have to have a livelihood so I don't have time. If you throw it away, if you're not, if you don't have, if you're not willing to sacrifice for your Ruchnius, something else is going to burden you down. You're going to end up wasting your time on something else. Amazing thing. But this point, this point, a legacy, a legacy. Shar Nicanor for all time. It's called the Gate of Nicanor. Unbelievable. Why? Because he was Meiser Nefesh. He was ready to sacrifice. You want to know how to get into the base Amigdash? You want to know how to walk in through the Gate of Nicanor? It's only through sacrifice. It's only by being willing to give up something. To do something hard for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The easy things, we do them already. We do them already. But now what's on the other side of that Shar? You walk through the gate on Yom Kippur. You walk through Shar Nikonor. You realize, oh my gosh, I got to make a commitment. I got to be willing to sacrifice for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I got to be willing to do something real. What's on the other side of that gate? Two Seirim, two goats, they stand right there by Shar Nikonor. One is Lashem, one is Lazazel. One's for God, one is thrown off the cliff. They're exactly identical, they look exactly the same. What's the difference? The difference is one is for Hashem, and one is for Azazel. One is brought as a korban inside of the base of English, and one is thrown off the cliff. It's our choice. It's our choice. It's our choice. Who are we? What are we? Who do we want to be? Nicanor, he had a choice. It was Gorali, like we say. The Goral, it was a choice. It was, it was an awesome choice that he made. And he's remembered for all time. Why? Because he chose to be Moiser Nefesh. The things that we are willing to give up for. Those are the things that are real. We give up something, but that's where we really have. We feel like we're giving up for the Torah. We feel like we're sacrificing for our families. Think about it. Whatever, wherever you give up, that's where you really get something. That's where you really have it. The Torah is asking us. The Torah is teaching us. It's about commitment. Let's go back to Azinu HaShemayim, the song. What is this song? As we said at the beginning, it's about a bris, it's about a relationship, it's about a covenant. What's a covenant? Zechar bris, we ask Hashem to remember the covenant. A covenant is agreement between two sides. I remember the kindness you followed after me. You were in a wilderness, there was no, no food there, nothing to eat, nothing to drink. And Klaiso followed after Hashem. What love? What love? Love is blind. You just follow. You just go. 
She says, I don't forget that. I don't forget that fresh love that you had for me. And I keep that in my heart, even when our relationship is a little rocky. Even when it's a little rocky. There's a promise. The heavens and the earth bear witness. The very first characters in the story of the Torah. They bear witness to the fact that there's a, there's a commitment. There's a mysterious nefesh. Hashem is committed to Kalal Yisrael. God is committed to the Jewish people. And He says to us, you need to be committed to me. Wherever you have Mesiris Nefesh, Shuva Yisrael Ad Hashem Lekecha, come back, Kalal Yisrael. Return to Hashem, your God. Come back, come back. How do you come back? I'm so far. I can't, how can I do it? No. It's not true. When there's a Sahara, when there's a whirlwinds, when there's craziness, there's corona, there's the whole world is going mad. Elections. This one, that one, this political party, that political party. Protests, lockdowns. The world has gone mad. People dying. People on respirators. Sa'ara, what is it for? It's a wake-up. It's a wake-up. Why did Nicanor wake up? When did he wake up? He saw the first one go over. He said, oh my God. Well, this is my whole purpose in life. This is what I, This was my mission. I was sent by the Jewish people to get these bronze doors. Even if I only have one, I'm not... I'm, take, take me with the door. Don't throw it over. It's a wake-up. The, the, the storm. Hashem sends a storm. To wake us up. And the moment that we get some commitment, the moment we get some mysterious nefesh, some sacrifice, some self-sacrifice, that's when the storm abates. Yom Kippur, it's, it's a whirlwind. Think about it. Just think about your year. Think about all the things, all the challenges we faced. Think about all of the the difficulties. Think about all of the things that we've done wrong in our relationship with Hashem. How many times? How many times? Are we ready to make a commitment? Are we ready to change? Are we ready to say, you know what, this is hard. It's hard for me to do what's right. This particular area is hard for me. But this is where my legacy is. This is where, just like the Shomayim Va'aretz, the heavens and the earth, which last forever. I want to be like the heavens and the earth, which last forever. I want to be like a Nicanor. We still remember him today. And his name was sitting there on the, the, the entrance of the base of Mikdash. I want my name on the entrance of the base of Mikdash. I want my name connected to Akkadish Baruch Hu. God is forever. I want my name connected to God. How do I do it? Where it hurts. Where it's hard. Where it requires sacrifice. Mysterious nefesh. It's not easy to watch what's going on. Some of us are having a hard time with, live, with our livelihood. Some of us are having a hard time with our health. Some of us know people who are very sick. Some of us, there's so many difficulties. It's hard to say Hashem. It's easy to say Hashem, what are you doing? It's hard to, to say Hashem, 
is good. Everything is good. Everything is for the good. But this is where the pedal hits the metal, my friends. This is where this is where this is where it hurts. Where it hurts is where the mysterious nefesh is where the sacrifice is, and that's where we have our legacy. That's where we attach ourselves to the Shamaiva arts, to the bris. The bris, the covenant. Think about it from Hashem's perspective. Kal Yisrael, oh, so far, so far away from him, not doing his will. It hurts him. Hashem says, these are my people. These are my people. Kishem Hashem Ekra It's one pasuk in there. We call out to God, we give greatness to God. But there's a lot of pasukim in there that talk about what happens when we, when, we, when we don't do what we're supposed to. But Hashem says, I'm looking at the bris. I'm looking at what you were. I'm looking at the, the, the joy and the love at the beginning. I want you to look at that too. So I want to bless you and ask you to bless me. Hashem should help us to be willing to sacrifice, to be willing to give up the things that are really not that important. So many things that are not that important. Even Hashem should help us to give up those things that we're upset at Him about. And maybe, just maybe, or I'm willing to say, I'm sure that if I can give up the things that I'm upset about, Hashem will give up the things that He's upset about. Because that's what a bris is. That's what a covenant is. That's what a relationship is. So Shem should help us to be willing and able to sacrifice, to give up the things that are hard. Shem should help us, indeed, to be able to walk through the door, the Shar Nikanor, to be able to experience miracles because of our willingness to, be sac- to sacrifice. Shem should help us walk through that Shar Nikanor and see those two goats on Yom Kippur. And choose the one that's Lashem. Choose the one that's for God. Hashem should bless us that all of the red of our sins should be turned to white. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful Shabbos and a Gemar Chasimatoeva, a wonderful Yom Kippur. This podcast was made possible through the gracious donations of listeners like you. For more podcasts like this, please visit www.arigoldwag.com or search on iTunes, Ari Goldwag.